Hey everyone, just popping in here to share some big news that the price of the Families Fly Free membership will be going back up on Thursday, May 9th at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. So as I had mentioned before, we reduced the price of Families Fly Free by hundreds of dollars at the beginning of 2024 to give everyone a chance to get in at this lower cost. But we are now having to bring that to an end, and we do officially have a date when the price will be going back up. And again, that is Thursday, May 9th at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. So if you've been thinking about joining Families Fly Free, now is the time to do it. If you want to change the way your family is traveling, if you want to travel more and do it affordably, and if you want to use miles and points and travel rewards without it being a second job, learn a simple system to always be able to do this without a wallet full of cards, please come join us in Families Fly Free and do it before the price goes back up. You can learn more and sign up today at familiesflyfree.com slash join. Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel, but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015. And I want to show your family how to do it too. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Families Fly Free podcast. We have got yet another fun episode for you today, a little different than what we normally talk about, um, but one of my favorite topics, which is mindset. So I am a big believer that mindset really shapes the experiences that you have in life. And so I brought on a guest today who has helped me a lot with mindset. And we're going to take a look at the topic of mindset as it relates to travel. So before I introduce her, though, I want to just give you kind of a brief explanation of this concept as I understand it at least, um, and that we're going to be talking about today. And that really is the concept that we have control over our thoughts. They're not just out of our control on default. And that is important because what we think affects how we end up feeling. And then as a result of how we're feeling, that affects the actions that we take. And the actions that we take in life affect our experience and the results that we have. So you find this concept that we control our thoughts in everything from the classic book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which you may have heard of, um, to modern day teachers like Brooke Castillo in the Life Coach School. And Brooke Castillo is really who first introduced this concept to me through her Life Coach School podcast, which I definitely recommend. Um, and someone had recommended her podcast to me several years ago. Um, it was a particular episode about time management, uh, which was really good, but I ended up instead learning a lot about thought management. So the basic idea here is that if we can recognize what we're thinking, our thoughts, 
we can work on changing them. And if we can do just that, ultimately, we can positively affect the experiences that we have. And I think this comes into play hugely with travel because my goodness, don't we all have a lot of thoughts about travel and even travel rewards? It's expensive. It is too hard to plan. It Travel rewards are too good to be true. Credit cards are bad and on and on. So that is the topic for today. How you can master your mindset to have a better travel experience. So with that brief intro, um, now let me introduce you to Andra Erickson. Um, and Andra, I ultimately met because of the Life Coach School and the path that that podcast has led me and the different connections that I've made. So Andra works with people to help them recognize and manage their thoughts and their mindset. So Andra, I'm going to have you go ahead and, and introduce yourself and explain to my listeners what you do. And, and please give your take on what I just tried to articulate there. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. It's so good to be here with you today. Yes, I am a life coach. I help. So I predominantly work with women who are high achieving. They have, they're amazing. They do awesome things and they feel called to do a little bit more. And they're not when they're wondering how in the world I can put just yet another desire another passion on my plate and we I help them make it happen easily and sustainably and um, help help them just reach their goals that they're trying to do in a without the stress and the overwhelm and all of the negative emotions that sometimes can go along with that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited to jump into this topic. I think you described it beautifully. Um, mindset and thought work is something that one of the things that you said that I do want to clarify is that we have control over our thoughts and we can have control over our thoughts on default. If you don't practice and you're not, you're not intentional with your thoughts, then you're not going to have control over them and they're just going to control you. And you're just, they're just going to be on default and they're controlling your experience of life and travel and rewards and how you spend your money and all of the things that go along with that. Um, so we can have control over our thoughts and it's through practicing and um, developing some of the skills that we'll talk about today. Um, and, and I think we'll talk about why it's so important that we can go on trips and things can go wrong and things can be, um, not as fun as we thought it was going to be and circumstances are can be tricky and yet we can still have an incredible experience and not let throw toddlers throwing tantrums and missed flights and lost bags and crappy airbnbs put a damper on our travel experience no, and that that sounds too good to be true, right? Like we right. can still have a good experience even when things go wrong. That sounds crazy, but, um, but um, so I did. True. Wanna, it is true, and it, as you said, you, it can be true. It's possible if you if you can understand this. It's a very basic concept, I think, but um, a, a life changing one. So, um, and I meant to say, Andra enjoys traveling herself, so that. Um, also makes her a good fit to come on. And she's just back from a trip um, to Northern California where 
she got to practice this in real life. But yes, this this podcast interview is coming at a very timely, timely manner. Will you explain to us your definition of what a life coach is? Because I feel like that term, it, it has a bad connotation for people who aren't used to that world. It's it's so much more than what it connotates, I think, that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to describe a life coach. Um, people wonder what, it, like, what's the difference between a life coach and a therapist? And like mm -hmm. therapists get you to like surviving in life, like baseline, like you can, you can go throughout life in a human way, like you can live in society in a productive way. And I feel like um, life coaches help you thrive in your, in your surroundings and in your society. Um, we help you, we look more to the future of what you want to build and what you want to create and where you want to go. And we look less about the past and the, the gloom and doom of the, the things that have been holding you back in the past. And we're like, okay, yep, that happened. Let's acknowledge it. And where do you want to take your life? Um, so that's kind of the difference is, and, and when you're talking about like a life coach, I literally can coach anyone on anything and help you get clarity around it. I like to to work with women who are uh, re wanting to reach cr incredible goals and do incredible things and help them do it in a sustainable, easy, easy way. Um, and it's through understanding our brain and what are the limiting thoughts that we're thinking, the doubts, the fears, all it's it's not always easy work but it's it's the necessary work to literally have so much joy and and thrive in your life instead of just going through the motions and living living through it living on default kind of yes yes mm -hmm. yeah and i like to think of it too as whatever is going on in life what you know personal relationships you're trying to lose weight you're trying to grow a business you're planning it whatever it is a trip drama is how I like think of it pops up, you know, and, and really drama is caused because you're, you're thinking a certain way about something. And if you can help, if someone like Andrew can help you go back and trace yourself back to what, why am I having this drama? What thought am I thinking that I'm not realizing that's, you know, resulting in this, it's almost like a, um, you have to dig for it. And you need someone to help you uncover, uncover those things. Yeah. And all too often, if we do that by ourselves, we're mean and to ourselves and we beat ourselves up that we are having these thoughts and like that you shouldn't and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I make sure that we do this in a kind, compassionate, loving way with yourself instead of beating yourself up. So what I did is kind of put together a list of some thoughts that I see people bring to me and that I have or have had about travel. Um, and I broke it into thoughts about saving on travel that can keep you from really being able to save as much as you can. And then just kind of thoughts about um, travel in general that can keep you from enjoying your travels. Because if if we're here to help you save and take all these amazing trips, we don't want you to go into it stressed and um, unable to enjoy the 
fruits of what you have, you know, um, been able to accumulate here. So on in terms of thoughts that affect our ability to save on travel, ones that I people say to me a lot um, are travel is just too expensive. And it's almost as though those people can't get beyond the fact there might be a way that it doesn't have to be so expensive. It's just kind of an assumed fact that, and there's nothing else that can be done about it. So therefore I don't try. Um, another one I hear a lot is that travel rewards are overwhelming. So, so many people come to me and they have dipped their toes into travel rewards or travel hacking, um, but they get completely overwhelmed and feel like they don't know what the next step is to take or what to take for their family. Um, another big one that really prevents a lot of people from saving is this thought that credit cards are bad. Um, and that is a very pervasive thought in our society. That's just a given. People just take that as a given. And then the last one I, I put is um, flying free is too good to be true. So because there's no way that you could save that I saved $14,000 on flights last year. That just can't, that must be a lie because that's just not even possible. Therefore, I look no further. So if someone presented with some of these thoughts to you, Andrew, kind of how, how would you work with them to um, overcome them? I don't know if that's so, the right word, but. <laughs> no, that's perfect. It's a perfect word. <laughs> Um, the biggest skill that your, your listeners can take away from this podcast is helping themselves recognize the difference between a fact and mm -hmm. a thought. Okay. So I have credit cards could be, is a fact, right? Cause I do, I can mm -hmm. show them to you. Now I can have a thought about it, that credit cards are bad and how you recognize it if it's a fact or a thought is is does is there people on this planet that maybe think credit cards are good me right i do too i think credit cards are amazing if you uh, you know make sure that you're appropriate with them and you manage them credit correctly and you use them correctly they're amazing it's it's all about the user not about this. Right. So that's, that's the biggest thing that if your listeners can just remind themselves often that you're not thinking in facts about probably like not even 10% of the thoughts you think are facts, right? So one of the facts could be, I have a toddler. That could be a fact. And as you're trying to get on an airplane or they're on an airplane or they're waiting in line at Disneyland, that toddler, you could be thinking, this is so obnoxious. This toddler is throwing a tantrum, right? And that's just, that's your thought about it. And we can reframe and think about that toddler. Um, and even like throwing a tantrum, I would, if I was working with you one-on-one, -on -one, I'd question like, what does that even mean, right? What, what is a tantrum? um is something that is just so powerful like i would think of that as more this toddler is experiencing intense emotion and they don't know how to get it how they don't know how to process their emotions they're trying to get something that they need their needs met and they don't know how to do it yet 
And so I can be more compassionate with that toddler instead of frustrated and annoyed and embarrassed by the situation, right? So just um, let's, let's dive into another one. Travel is just too expensive. Are there people out there that doesn't think that it's expensive? There are. So you're not thinking in facts. You're thinking in a thought and thoughts are always optional. You can keep them. If you want to keep thinking travel is just too expensive, travel rewards are overwhelming, credit cards are bad, and flying free is too good to be true, you're not going to travel very much. No. But there's an alternative way of thinking about all of these things that will feel feel better, number one, to be able to actually go and travel and see the wor- this beautiful world that we live in. Well, and I always like to think if you can recognize that it's a, I don't know if I want to say a negative thought, but there's never a downside to choosing a more positive thought. Like, let's just say it turns out not to be true. So what? I felt better (laughs) all the way up to that point because I chose that positive thought. And like I said, it's, it's not, um, it's not a fact. It's a choice. Even like travel is expensive. We could, we could break that back down to a fact by saying this flight costs $200. That's a fact. Some people might go, oh my gosh, that's so expensive. Other people might go, oh my gosh, that's a heck of a deal, right? Yes. It's all relative. It's all relative. And you have to decide if your relative thinking is helping you live the life that you want to live. If you want to be traveling more, and you feel handcuffed because it's too expensive and this is just too overwhelming, you might need to think about traveling differently and money differently and credit cards differently and airlines differently. You might need to think about it in a different way and like just be open and curious, like how could I be thinking about these in a way that still feels true and authentic to me? Like you can think travel is just too expensive and then add a qualifier like, but I will figure out a way to travel because it's important to me and just get you started with like a, but, or, and like travel rewards are overwhelming. And there's lots of people that know how to navigate travel rewards and I can learn from them to make it easy. And then you insert Lynn because she's made it the easiest, simplest way to possibly travel for free. And it's her results are incredible. Well, like what's, you know, like what's the downside in believing that it's easy? Because I think some people are are like that it's, no, no, it is too good to be true. I'm afraid to think otherwise because, and is, you know, it's different for each person, I think, but I feel like people are afraid they're going to try it and then look stupid because it didn't work. seems like the might be one of the fears behind that right and let's just say that happened you tried it it totally didn't work right you can't make that mean anything about you which is what they're going to do i failed i am not good at this i didn't and instead of being like oh i tried something and it didn't work and i i'll go try something else like you're just left with a feeling yes and you can you can feel silly or stupid or whatever for let's just if that happened that would be the worst case right 
no harm, no foul. I think. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree. But I just I are hate afraid to see of their people feelings. not do it because of these limiting beliefs. You know. Yeah, I hear you. Yep, there's always an option and always a way. So let's go through um, a few more, which are the ones that I think um, even those of us who haven't dip their toes in travel rewards, but that are traveling. I mean, that keep you from really enjoying your travels. So um, I know one that I think a lot is that planning trips is hard. I don't love to be the planner. And so I was like, oh, I got to plan all, you know, it's just hard. And then travel is stressful. I think a lot of people have that thought because there have been some inconvenient things that have happened in the last couple of years because of the pandemic, like cancellations, bad Airbnbs. <laughs> um, there's, you know, travel. I just feel like something is always, ne it's never going to go perfect. And I don't mind. I'm just thrilled to go somewhere I've never gone before. And I assume the bumps in the road just come with it. Um, another one would be, um, and this comes into play, I think at Disney for sure, because it's the happiest place on earth that our trip has to be perfect so that everyone in my group is happy at all times. And we were just talking before we started recording about, you know, how it, at Disney, you see some of the least happy people, God bless them, because <laughs> everyone is just exhausted and they're hot and they've been around each other all day. And just people have just had it. And just over the years, I'm sure we've been in the mix too, but we just get to giggling at the ridiculous people yelling at each other, you know, at whether it's couples or families or the whole thing, you know, um, and you, you kind of have to let go that everyone's going to be happy all the time. And I think moms in particular can make that mean they have failed somehow if, if everyone's did not enjoy the trip the way they wanted them to. So I'll let you. Exactly. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes. Them. Yes. Um, so when we're talking about trips and trying to get everybody to be happy, it's literally an impossible task. It, it is. You could, you could um, tell your child that they can eat ice cream all for the whole trip. And then, you know, three days in or whatever, they're barfing because <laughs> they're so sick and they can be like, what? Why did you let me eat ice cream? And you're like, I thought I was I was trying to make you happy. You wanted ice cream. Or you could be like, no, you don't get ice cream. You don't get ice cream. You don't get ice cream. And they could be like, yeah, I went on this vacation. And my mom never gave me ice cream. Like you're it's just literally an impossible task to try to keep everybody happy all of the time. What we have to do is we have to allow for all of the people in our group to have their own human experience. And if somebody wants to be mad because the airlines, you know, canceled their flight, you can just let them be mad and you don't have to be mad too. You can be empathetic and you can be, you know, loving and supportive, but you don't have to be upset about it, right? And like when there's a toddler that is pitching a fit because they want to go to the pool and everybody else wants to go to dinner. It's okay that that toddler is mad and upset and yet you still wrap them up in a towel and you tell them we're going to dinner and you don't have you to can, be 
you can you like, be that. thinking, right. Yeah. Like I totally get how they would still want to play in the pool. Like, of course yeah. they do, but it's time yeah. for dinner, you know? Yeah. And, and I know that this is going to be better for you because if you get hangry, then this tantrum is going to be even way worse. <laughs> so this is what we're doing. Right. And like, t- like teenagers can be bugged that they don't have get their phones during the plane ride or that you took away the phones or that you took them to a remote location in the national woods, parks. No a national park, <laughs> and they don't have service. They can be mad and upset. And you don't have to, you don't have to mirror their emotions is what we call it in life coaching. You don't have, just because somebody else is mad and upset doesn't mean you have to be. And so when you're thinking that, you know, our trip has to be perfect, you're, you're literally setting yourself up for failure. What I would be thinking is our trip is going to be a beautiful human experience. We're going to have, there's going to be times where we're having a blast and there's going to be times where we're, we're not like. Kids are going to fight in the back of the car. That's going to happen. I'm not going to put added weight on my trip to have it be perfect and then have it be a horrible experience because it wasn't perfect. That's or, not happening. Yeah, or have the thought that it was a bad experience because it yes, wasn't perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then when you were talking about like planning trips is hard, that is one of those thoughts that you can like, it's not always hard. I literally went on a trip with my husband's work. They planned all of it. I literally got on a plane. I didn't know where I was staying. I didn't know how I was going to get anywhere. They they planned all of it. Oh, that's it like the best. The, it's the easiest trip ever. <laughs> so you could ask yourself, okay, planning trips is hard for me. Why is it hard? Number one, like ask yourself, what's hard about it? Should I just ask you, Lynn, what's hard about it? When you're planning a trip, why is it hard? I think think it's going to take a lot of time that I don't want to be spending doing that. Okay. But do you want to be spending time planning trips? Do you want to go on the trip? Yes, exactly. Well, like we're getting ready to go to Paris. And so I was like, this is the first I really enjoyed actually planning this trip. So what's the difference there? But I think it's a topic and it's history and that I'm planning all these cool old things to go see that I'm really interested in. Um, and I've been there before, which helps. So I, I think when you're going somewhere new, you're learning it all from scratch, you know? Yeah. So, but it's, sometimes it's really hard to dig up what the original thought is like, that's even hard for me to really. (laughs) Yeah. And so I would just go, okay, planning trips is hard. How can I make it easy and fun? Like, I don't want to just be getting going on this trip with a whole lot of baggage that this was a hard thing to plan and no one else helped me and woe is me i'm the victim in this situation because i'm the one that planned the trip so how can i make it easy and fun do i ask friends to help me do i ask for recommendations do i jump on instagram and type in hashtags do i i mean we just went to san francisco we went well we went we flew into san francisco and then we drove literally basically from the Oregon, uh, California border down to Big Sur. We, we drove that whole thing and we bounced from like Airbnb to Airbnb. We had one Airbnb planned the first night that we got there. We didn't really, we had a few things that were on our like 
that we wanted to for sure do, like I knew I wanted to ride the trolleys at, in San Francisco. My son knew that he wanted to go on and taste a lot of different sourdough bread because he's building a sourdough bread <laughs> business, mm, right? And so like we, and we knew we wanted to go see the Redwood National Forest. That's it. But we hit, we planned along the way and we had, we just enjoyed the process of planning. Now, some people would be like, that is stressful. We are not doing it like that. And I, I hear you, you, you do it your way, but do it your way, have a good time with it and ask yourself, how can I make my trip planning process fun and easy? Well, I think that's a good point that like, I generally roll that way too, of planning just what I feel like doing when we get there. And we, as a parallel experience, we were in New York earlier this summer and didn't expect to be. And we did that same thing. We showed up, we we're like, what do we want to do? And we just planned it day by day. And that was equally as fun and fine. And probably that is easier for me. So that's what I need to remember. Now, Europe though, this summer, you do have to, there are some things you have to plan ahead, but, um, but yeah, or you just say, well, I'm just going to miss those things that require months of planning ahead you know and you can't like don't be in a scarcity that you're never going to come back like i no. i'm always like if i miss something i can always come back if i want to but and i, I think, think we that that's a lot of get, the, yes that's a lot of the pressure is like i have to do all the things right now because i'm never coming back here why limit yourself if you want to come back you can and you guys like that's a huge perk of learning how to fly for free, save on travel is you, you lose some of that scarcity that you'll never be back because you feel abundant. You always have points ready to go. And we, like, we have definitely learned that over the years. We've been doing this since 2015 and we have our places we like to go back to. We go back to Colorado. We've been back to Utah, your home multiple times. Um, you know, we love to go to Disney. We love to go to California and we've been to those places over and over. And then we go to new places too, but we don't feel like this is the last time we're ever going to be here. So that's a good one. Yes. Yes. That and adds a lot of pressure. It does. It for sure adds a ton of pressure. And then when you're talking about travel is stressful, like that's like such a huge net that we've just covered over all of travel. Like what about travel is stressful to you? And like, really let make, make your, don't let your brain run away with just travel is stressful make like make it tell you what is stressful oh finding rides is stressful okay let me figure out the easiest simplest way for me to get from place to place is it better for me to rent a car so i just know that i have control over the cars is do i need to make sure that i know the taxi system or do i need to make sure that they have uber or a lyft there like you gotta you gotta make sure that you're not just throwing a big generalized statement over travel, like travel is stressful because it's going to block you from even figuring out how to solve the problem that your brain is offering you. Like, is it the flights that's stressful? Is it the, you gotta, we gotta, you gotta figure out what actually is stressful and you gotta then decide what do I actually have control over? And again, most of it is we're trying to control outside forces like airlines and mm. Uber lifts and Airbnbs and other humans to make it not stressful when 
if you just control your mind and your thoughts about all of the outside forces, you won't, you won't have stress. I'll give you an example. So I, we just got back from uh, a California trip and we, we bounced from Airbnb to Airbnb and we went to an Airbnb and, um, we pulled in late at night. It was like nine 30 at night. I have three kids. Um, and we were all really tired. It was a long day of traveling from, um, Northern California, from the Redwood national forest down to Palo Alto. And it was, that was like, it was like nine hours in the car or something. It was a long, it was a long road trip. And we were, we were all just tired and ready to go to bed. And we pull up to this house. It's super cute on the outside. Um, the neighborhood is quaint. It's kind of, it's really cute. And um, we unload our, we get to the door and we, I open the lock and we turn on the lights and the lights don't work. And I was like, that's weird. So like, I have to get out my flashlight and like go and try to find lights. And there's a weird, like old smell to this house. And like, I just like instantly my guard was up, right? It did not feel like I was going into like a cozy home. I, I, my guard was up and I turn on the lights and there's a spider on the wall. It's, it's a little guy, but there's a spider on the wall. <laughs> And, um, I mean, it, it like, we like snowball, right? Like things just kept snowballing. The kitchen was clean. The wall, there were, there were stains on the walls and like marks on the walls and the floor was kind of a little sticky. And I was just like, the bathroom was a little off. Like I just, it was old and like the door didn't shut all the way to the shower and it was not to my standards. The pictures did not match what we right. walked into. It wasn't, yeah. Right? Mm. <clears throat> and um, and I was like, okay, we'll just deal with it for the night and then we will not stay the next night. And so we get the kids showered and in the beds and whatever. And I just told my husband, I said, we cannot stay here. Like, I'm, I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I'll just sit on the couch all night long. I can't. I'm not, I'm not interested. And he's like, okay, let's just like pack everybody up and go to a hotel. And so I'm on the phone with Airbnb, like trying to get our reservation canceled. That was kind of a process that was not fun to go through. And I just was like the whole time, I'm like, this is not gonna ruin my trip. I am not allowing this process, this one Airbnb to ruin our trip. We finally got like them to tell us that well, this was like the next day we went and stayed in a hotel. We had, we picked one room with three kids and two parents. We had my daughter, all three kids in one bed. My daughter got kicked out of the bed. She's got two bigger brothers. So she came in and climbed in with me. Like it was, it was a riot. Okay, it was a riot. And probably people, you guys will remember that, right? Forever. Right. And we like some people would call us like the worst part of our vacation. And we we just didn't allow this to cause stress. I kept and and we had to like um the air the host, we had to like cancel the reservation, and then the host said that he would give us a refund for the nights that we didn't use. And then he redacted and said, sorry, we're not doing that. And so then I was on the phone with Airbnb and like, it just, 
I just said, it's out of my hands. Like it's a sunk cost. I'm, we're not going to deal with it. Well, three days later, this morning, we get, or four days later, we get a message from Airbnb saying that we are refunding you. Uh, we've looked into the situation. I took, I had, I had to take lots of pictures of like the dirtiness and the dead spiders that I killed. Cause there was three of them. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to sleep if there was a bunch of spiders. <laughs> no. And so I was just like, it's out of our hands. And this morning we got, we were informed that we were getting a refund and we were able to, in the moment, put that behind us and still go and spend three more days in California, having a beautiful time and not worrying about the cost and the sun, the, the money that wasn't coming back to us anymore. And, and I believe because we were abundant and we didn't let it stress us out. And I knew that God knew that we needed that money back, that it all worked out and it always does, but not when you're in a negative mindset. Some, a lot of people are like, it doesn't work out. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it might not, but you're going to learn from it. I learned so much mm. from that experience. Yeah. I should have walked in been like, <laughs> nope, and not even unpacked the car and like just walked back and been like, mm. hey, we're going to go get a hotel. You know, I, but I had such a huge learning opportunity for me in that moment. So when you're thinking about how travel can be stressful, you need to really decide what what aspects of it are stressful and what you can what what you have control over and in that moment i had control over me as we were leaving my son didn't he literally woke up from a dead sleep he i was trying to get him into the car he didn't want to put on his shoes so he uh stubbed his foot Get, made a huge like one inch gash in like he took a huge chunk out of his toe so now I have a wound <laughs> to deal with and like it was it was an incredible situation that we were put in for less than less than 12 hours yeah. but I wasn't in control over everybody else hit like my son getting his toe smashed he could have been mad the whole trip and now he can't get in the ocean with his siblings the next day because he has an open wound right and he i i wasn't in control of that and if he was upset about it which he was actually really quite lovely because he has a mom as a life coach who teaches him all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> but like i'm not in control of that and it's only it's stressful when you are trying to control outside forces. Well, I think the key thing to yeah to remember there, and like Brooke says this all the time, like believe me, you guys, I wish I could control the people around me and make them have the reactions that I want and act the way I want and say the things I want them to say. And but you can't. You in the best of circumstances, you can never control anyone else or what they do. So you just have to let that go. I think that's just and same with flight delays and bad Airbnbs and all that. It's you can't control it. So but what you as you said, you can control is how you think about it. So what I wanted to ask you next is and I think this is um, one of the more difficult parts of it is if you can, step number one is recognizing the thought. And I think we've talked a lot about that, getting to that original thought. 
but then how do you work on changing the thought? Because I think a lot of people will say, well, that's just what I think. I can't just up and change it, right? How do you make that shift? Because like in your situation, if you would, you know, been thinking this is a disaster, our trip is ruined, blah, 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 blah. How would that have helped anything? Like it wouldn't have changed the situation. It would have just made it worse. So again, like what's, there's no downside to thinking this will work out somehow. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And in the very beginning, like as, cause I'm assuming that a lot of your people haven't been introduced to this kind of thought right. work, mind management in the very beginning, you it's not appropriate or kind to yourself to just try to change thoughts. Like yeah. just be present with your experience. And if you can only say this one thing, then stay here. Like I am feeling frustrated because of a thoughts in my brain. Don't try to figure out what thought it is. Don't try to figure out where it came from. Like I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling embarrassed. I'm feeling stressed because of sentences in my brain that gives you keeps you in your power and present. And it actually helps you process the emotion that you're experiencing. So you don't have to experience it as long. So in the moment, just say, oh, I'm mad. I'm mad because of sentences in my brain, not because my husband forgot to pack this specific thing that I told him to pack and now he didn't and now he's mad. <laughs> that never happens. That never happens, right? <laughs> like, oh, I'm just having sentences in my brain. I'm not gonna try to figure it out. Then afterward, like when, because in those moments you're hijacked, your brain, it's this, this is Harvard, Harvard, uh information here my husband went to a class there and they're like your brain gets hijacked and you cannot logic your way out of it like you just have to let it be hijacked for 20 minutes 20 minutes my friends is how long when you're upset it takes for you to calm down and trying to do anything with anybody that's hijacked is fruitful fruitless you're not going to be able to do it so in those moments, you just have to say, I'm, I am mad, I'm sad, frustrated, annoyed, whatever, because of sentences in my brain, and just be present in that. And then later, you can be like, I wonder why, like, why did that make me so upset? What was I thinking? Right? And then you can kind of just try to understand yourself. One of the most powerful things that your people can do before they go on a trip is to be intentional. Like, the, I would even think of like, okay, my friend just went on a trip and, or she was coming home from a trip and the airport security alarm went off and they had that, like, it was telling them all to evacuate the building, but it was a brand new system. And so it was, it like kept doing this, um, but she didn't know it. This was the first time. And so yeah. her and the person she was traveling with, they left the bill, like they went through the emergency exits because that's what the the alarm was telling them to do. And somebody comes running up to them and is like, no, you're not supposed to be in here. You're not supposed to be in here. And they're like, what? Like, I don't understand that the alarm is going off telling us to leave the, the building immediately. And they had to go to like a holding station and then they had to get escorted clear to the front of the airport and go back through security and all of the things like one of those things it's like a nightmare that could happen on a trip right? right and i would 
plan ahead, like think about what is going to happen? Like, how do I want to think and feel if we miss our flight? How do I want to think and feel when the toddler throws a tantrum? How do I want to think and feel when somebody doesn't pack some of their stuff? Like, plan it out in advance. And I promise you, if you do this, your brain will go back to, oh, I don't want to be frustrated about this. I want to be compassionate or whatever, however it is that you want to think and feel in those moments. That is how we can have control over our thoughts is by planning it out ahead of time. And then if in the moment we don't have those skills and we do get mad or we do get frustrated or whatever, taking a look at it after even like a day or two later thinking through that situation then you can then plan okay next time i don't want to do that but that is that's high level thought work my friends like if you can (laughs) if you can get there that would be amazing but that i would intentionally decide when things go wrong how do i want to think and feel before you even get on the trip or even how you want to feel if it goes wrong or right, according to you too. Like, how do I want to feel on this trip? Whatever happens, you know? Yes, if it's beautiful and lovely, like how do I want to feel during this? Do I want to feel gratitude? Do I want to feel love for the people around me? Do I want to feel, you know, you amazed at how much I saved here? (laughs) Yes, all the things. Grateful, yeah. Um, And that's a tip that I've learned from Andrew that I really like. I think that's very helpful to, forward think, how is it that I want to feel in this situation? Um, and you can, that helps you come back to it. So I think that's a great primer in, um, this simple concept that we can control our thoughts, just mull that over you guys, this, that idea and, and just dabble in it a little bit, right? Just consider it here and there as, as things are happening in your life. Um, and I, I really think it can make a tremendous difference in your whole life and um, particularly in travel as many people define as somewhat stressful, but it can also be the best experiences you'll ever have with your family. Priceless memories, as I say a lot. So you don't, you want to um, embrace that part of it as much as you can. So thank you, Andra, for joining us and sharing your thoughts and experiences. Will you share with us where we can find you online? Oh my gosh, Lynn, thanks so much for having me. When you asked me to do this, I was like, yes, let's get everybody to have a fun time and enjoyable experience on their travels. Absolutely. It does no good to fly for free if you're not going to have a good time, my friend. <laughs> if you're mad right? about it. That's if terrible. you're mad about it the whole time, like you're frustrated, it doesn't any, doesn't do any good. So no. I love I love this and you totally can. What we've talked about, you totally can can implement um into your into your uh travel experience. So go back and listen to it over and over if you need to. This is one that you might want to be on repeat. Um, but yeah, my name is Andra Erickson and that's where you're going to find me online is andraerickson.com. Um, come in and find me. I'm on Instagram more than Facebook. So if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at the Andra Erickson. So yeah, come in. And come what about podcasting? Is that in progress? It's in progress. So I'm, I'm, it's, it hasn't happened yet, but yes, I will. Uh, maybe Lynn can share the podcast with you guys in the email. So make sure you subscribe to her emails um, 
when I, when I launched the podcast, but yeah, I'm going to, it'll be, um, helping you take your, um, goals and help you become your glorious self, which I'm so excited about. All right. That's fantastic. And of course, we'll be happy to share that. So, um, thanks so much, Andra and everyone enjoy, get out there and enjoy your summer travels and have a great week. If you're ready to fly your family free forever, I invite you to join my family's fly free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the US, Caribbean and Europe so you can make those priceless family travel memories before your kids or even your grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. Plus, it's risk-free. You either get your investment in the membership back in free travel, or I give you your money back. You can get more information at familiesflyfree.com slash join.